2018 You need to be seen It's time to come to the aid of America In 2018 Be part of the team It's time to come to the aid of America Go to the polls and cast your vote Welcome to your voting guide by the League of Women Voters. This is Vivian Hart, and I will be your host on behalf of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. We are a nonpartisan organization. We do not support any political party or candidate. But we encourage you, the citizen, to be informed about and active in our government. Our goal with this program is to present unbiased information about candidates, the issues, and our voting process relating to the upcoming midterm election on November 6th. We're really happy that you joined us today. I am going to interview all four candidates running for the position of Arizona Corporation Commissioner. The Arizona Corporation Commission has three main roles. The first role is that it has jurisdiction over the quality of service and rates charged by the public service utilities throughout the state. The second role is the corporation's division approves all articles of incorporation for Arizona businesses for filing. It grants authority to foreign corporations to transact business in the state and it revokes the corporate charters of those corporations that choose to not comply with Arizona law. The third thing the Arizona Corporation Commission does regards safety. The pipeline safety section enforces pipeline safety standards and operating practices applicable to the transportation of gas and hazardous liquids by pipeline and the operation of liquefied natural gas facilities. The railroad safety section enforces the federal safety standards for track, signal, motive power, and equipment, railroad operating practices, and the shipment of hazardous material by rail. Now, as I said, the League of Women Voters does not support any political party or candidate. There are four candidates running for this position because there are two positions available. So we have two Republicans and two Democrats. What we're going to do is take them in alphabetical order, which just so happens to be in the order of a Republican, a Democrat, a Republican, and a Democrat. We're trying to be as fair as possible. First, you'll be hearing from Rodney Glassman. Next, from Sandra Kennedy. Third, from Justin Olson. And fourth, from Kiana Maria Sears. Hello, this is Vivian Hart with the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. I have with me today Rodney Glassman, who's one of the candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. Thank you, Mr. Glassman. I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for having me on. So first of all, I wanted to ask you, why are you uniquely qualified to be one of the Arizona Corporation Commissioners for our state? Well, Vivian, thank you for asking. That is a great question. Uh, As you probably know, the Corporation Commission was created as Arizona's fourth branch of government to protect ratepayers and to regulate uh, the public services of energy, water, telecommunications, pipelines, and trains. Well, as a practicing attorney, a major in the United States Air Force JAG Corps Reserve, 
and holding my PhD in arid land resource sciences, which is water from the University of Arizona, I am uniquely qualified to serve on the Corporation Commission because the Corporation Commission's two biggest issues are number one, a strong need to restore integrity, and number two, a champion for Arizona's water future. And I plan on doing both. What do you see as the one to two most critical issues that need to be addressed in this position? Well, first and foremost is the issue of restoring integrity at the commission. What the average Arizona ratepayer knows about the commission is what they read in the newspaper or what they see on TV. And that means indictments, drugs in the bathroom, campaigns that are funded by the utilities the commission's supposed to regulate. And I want to fix that. So I've proposed that the Corporation Commission adopt the Arizona Code of Judicial Conduct, which is the code of conduct that's written by the Arizona Supreme Court and binding on every judge in the state of Arizona. That code of conduct would restore integrity because I believe that the regulators should hold themselves to the exact same standards as every other judge in the state. Secondly, long-term, water is going to be a big issue for Arizona as it is today. And with the retirement of Senator John Kyle, we no longer have a statewide elected official with a background and knowledge in the area of water. As some of your listeners may remember, as a member of the Tucson City Council, I championed the nation's first rainwater harvesting ordinance and graywater plumbing ordinance for new homes and commercial development. And it's that thoughtful leadership that I brought to the Tucson City Council of bringing together stakeholders, of understanding business, and understanding our natural environment that would make me an excellent corporation commissioner. Well, I know that the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson is also concerned about water issues. It's an important thing here in the desert. Do you believe in global climate change? And if so, what should Arizona be doing to reduce our use of fossil fuels? Our climate continues to change as our communities grow. And so this is an issue that needs to be addressed. And the best way that we can continue to work on all of our natural resource issues is by embracing and adopting technology. We're very fortunate in Arizona to have over 300 days of sunlight. We're also very fortunate to have a wonderful research university at the University of Arizona and the nation's largest university at Arizona State. So as a member of the Corporation Commission, I'm going to be a champion for learning about and the adoption of new technologies that will be great for our environment and great for our business. One of the roles that is especially exciting about serving on the Corporation Commission is having the opportunity to share those technologies with the Arizona State Legislature and other policymaking bodies across the state. Do you support Proposition 127, Clean Energy for a Healthy Arizona? Why or why not? I do not support Proposition 127. Prop 127 was written by one billionaire from California. There were no stakeholder meetings. There were no Arizona research done. It's called a citizen's initiative. Sadly, it's a California citizen's initiative. As a member of the Tucson City Council, I brought business groups, community groups, and environmental groups together, stakeholders to write policy. That's the way policy should be written. Prop 127 is going to do nothing more than double or even triple neighborhood utility rates. It's going to hurt small business, it's going to hurt our schools, and it's not the way that policy should be done. I know right now that Arizona has a competitive advantage when it comes to California because we have renewable energy that's affordable. And one billionaire from California is trying to take that all away. 
So that is not something that I support. I support embracing new technologies, embracing solar, but doing it by letting Arizonans set policy. What is your opinion about homeowners who install solar panels incurring additional fees from utilities, such as fixed demand charges or reduced net metering credits to facilitate grid maintenance? I believe that every neighbor should have the opportunity to put solar on their roof if that's something they would like to do. I also know the importance of maintaining our grid, and I believe that over time, as more and more neighbors continue to adopt solar technology and as that technology continues to improve, we as a state are going to have to make sure that we are maintaining our grid, and that may result in a shift of how pricing is done, but I am a big champion of solar and a big champion of a strong grid, as evidenced by my time on the Tucson City Council, when I also worked with other council members to champion the first solar power water heating ordinance for new homes. I believe that solar is a great thing, especially in Arizona, and something that we need to continue to champion as technology continues to improve. What specific proposals do you have to make sure we have enough energy to support our growing population and economy while not destroying our environment? I want to make sure that as a corporation commissioner, I am resource neutral. That means that my focus as a corporation commissioner is going to make sure that I'm championing affordable, reliable, and safe energy and water for my ratepayers who live in the state of Arizona and who are supporting my candidacy for the Corporation Commission. What that means is that we need to embrace technology. We need to embrace the fact that we have the largest nuclear power plant in the country right here in Arizona. We need to embrace the fact that we have the ability to develop new technologies that will also be clean, that will also be safe, and will also be reliable. What we do not want to have is policies that don't make sense. Believe it or not, Vivian, right now, there are times of the day where the state of California, because of their failed mandates, literally has to pay our utilities to take their excess power. It's important to make sure that we have plenty of power, we have the right kind of energy, and that we have it throughout the day and night when Arizona ratepayers would like to use it. I'm speaking with Rodney Glassman, candidate for the Arizona Corporation Commission. My next question is, what is your opinion of our current environmental laws regulating air quality? Well, air quality is actually regulated by the federal government and the state of Arizona. The Corporation Commission was created to protect ratepayers when it comes to energy, water, telecommunications, pipelines, and trains as for rates and service. So as a corporation commissioner, I will not be working on legislation, which will be done at the legislature, in regards to environmental laws. My role as a corporation commissioner will be to make sure that when rate increases are proposed, that as a commissioner, I'm looking out for the rate payer, asking the question, does this improve reliability? Does this improve resiliency? Does this improve safety? And if the answer is no, then that is not a rate increase that I will support because my number one priority is going to be the ratepayer. Do you believe the utility rates in Arizona for electricity, water, etc., are fair and reasonable? Vivian, I believe 
the recent decisions by this Corporation Commission over the past 10 to 15 years should all be under scrutiny. Why? Because the Corporation Commission does not have a code of conduct. So long as the utilities that are going before the commission are funding their campaigns, so long as the lobbyists that appear before the commission are funding their campaigns, so long as commissioners aren't prohibited from receiving free food, free drinks, free entertainment from the utilities they regulate, I will put every rate under scrutiny because I question whether it is fair, whether it's reasonable, and as a commissioner, after restoring integrity, that's what I'm going to be interested in looking at. Do you believe it's appropriate an appropriate role of the commission to require entities regulated by the commission to disclose election-related spending? I believe that it's the role of the Corporation Commission to advocate for rate payers. I do believe when it comes to elections in the state of Arizona that campaign contributions should be reported, and that's why I'm championing the Judicial Code of Conduct so that commissioners have to recuse themselves if they've received money from the entities that they regulate. I also believe, to your question, that it is appropriate for the commission to understand all of the expenses, including election-related spending, that comes from the public service corporations that are regulated by the Corporation Commission. And finally, why should people vote for you? I ask all of your listeners to vote Rodney Glassman because I have a track record. I have a track record from the Tucson City Council when it comes to advocating for great water policy. I have a track record as a major in the United States Air Force Bagbo Reserve of service to our country. I have a track record as a businessman, and I have a track record of someone who will look out for Arizona ratepayers and fight for our pocketbooks. I'm not about mandates. I'm not about advocacy. I'm about doing the job of the Corporation Commission, as written in the Arizona Constitution. And I'd love your listeners to visit RodneyGlassman.com to see my proposal to restore integrity at the Commission, and I ask for their vote this November. Mr. Glassman, thank you so much for being with us today. Rodney Glassman is a candidate for the Arizona Corporation Commission. Thank you very much. You're listening to Your Voting Guide by the League of Women Voters. We just heard from Rodney Glassman. And next, we're going to hear from Sandra Kennedy. This is Vivian Hart with the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. I am so pleased today to be talking with Sandra Kennedy, one of the candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. Welcome. The first question I'd like to ask you is, why are you uniquely qualified to be one of the Arizona Corporation Commissioners of our state? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. I served uh, 12 years in the legislature, six years in the House, six years in the Senate, one four-year term on the Finishing and High School Governing Board, and I was elected as part of the solar team in 2008 to serve on the Arizona Corporation Commission. And I was successful and started my tenure in 2009 and served until January of 2013. So I am ready, I've got the knowledge, there's no on-the-job training for me. I am ready to hit the ground running. What do you see as the one to two most critical issues that need to be addressed in this position? Well, first of all, I have dubbed the commission the Corruption Commission, and we need to stop the corruption. We really need to clean it up at the Arizona Corporation Commission. 
uh, one of the things that I talk about when I'm uh, traveling around the state is I talk about the 300 um, small water companies that the commission oversees and regulates. And we need to talk about conservation. Conservation is very important to Arizona. We live in the desert and we need to conserve. So when we talk about the Arizona Corporation Commission, I want to clean up the corruption. I want to conserve and put teeth into conservation measures. And, you know, we talk about the Corporation Commission. They have a uh, corporations division. It really should be the diamond of that agency, and it is not. There are some serious issues there. Uh, it is really a mess. And I'd like to get back there to help clean it up. Do you believe in global climate change? And if so, what should Arizona be doing to reduce our use of fossil fuels? I do believe in climate change. One of the things that I think we could do immediately is to move from fossil fuel to renewables. And I think, you know, the current commission has, you know, for years kicked the can down the road. Arizona only provides 6% renewable energy here, and I'm glad to see the energy measure on the ballot because that way we will change it from 6% to 50%. We will help people who have asthma. We will help clean up the air, and I think that is really important when it comes to health issues. So you do support Proposition 127, the Clean Energy for a Healthy Arizona proposition that's going to be on the ballot. I do. I support it wholeheartedly. It creates uh, nearly 16,000 jobs, and we're talking about renewable jobs, whether we're talking about rooftop solar, whether we're talking about building infrastructure, whether we're talking about outside investors coming in and wanting to build uh, renewable farms. So the investment is right for Arizona. And I can't wait to get started. Now, I, I have to say this just a little bit. We've, we've got an all-Republican commission, and the renewable standard came to fruition back in 2001. And then in 2006 came the rest rules. And there has been nothing added other than energy efficiency, which I was part of the commission in 2009 and 10 when we created the energy efficiency rules. So we've got to move Arizona forward. If we continue to go in the direction that we're going now, we'll just continue to be stagnant and the states around us will flourish and we're just kind of in a holding pattern. What are the REST rules? The Renewable Energy Standard and Tariff Rules. That's what REST stands for. Okay. And again, it was created back in 2006 under the direction of Chris Mays and Bill Mundell. And they had the ability to put the Renewable Energy Standard and Tariff Rules together with their forward thinking. And thank God that they were there at the commission at the time. But it's just unfortunate that since... I've left the commission, and since Bill and Chris have left, the commission has gone backwards, and that's not what we need here. What is your opinion about homeowners who install solar panels for electricity, that they're incurring additional fees from utilities, such as fixed demand charges or reduced net metering credits, 
to facilitate grid maintenance. What is your opinion about that? Well, number one, demand charges are ridiculously out of whack. And again, we've got a a five-member Republican commission that has done away with net metering. So it's a way to chip away um, with the renewal, you know, chip away of the renewable energy standard to chip away with doing um, renewables because it's a deterrent to keep people from purchasing rooftop solar. And again, we need commissioners at the Arizona Corporation Commission to think the way the 80% of Arizonans want to move in the direction of renewables. And we just don't have that now. I'm speaking with Sandra Kennedy, one of the candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. My next question is, what specific proposals do you have to make sure we have enough energy to support our growing population and economy, while at the same time not destroying our environment? Well, I think we've got a great start with Prop 127, with actually creating jobs, helping to uh, clean up our air. I would like to see all new developments implement renewables in their construction. Now, I know they say, Sandra, that's not feasible. Yes, it is. If other states can do it, Arizona can do it too. And I plan to spend a lot of time, once I get sworn in, in visiting every city council, every county board of supervisors to talk to them about implementing renewable energy into projects that they approve. What is your opinion of our current environmental laws regulating air quality? Well, we have a department, DEQ, Department of uh, Environmental Quality. We need tougher enforcement, but we will not see that enforcement as long as we have elected officials who aren't strong on the environment. And that's what we need to do. People, the voters of the state need to elect people who are environmentally astute, who understand that being environmentally correct, there's nothing wrong with it. Now that you mentioned about ADEQ, Arizona Department of Environmental Quality, I don't believe the Corporation Commission is in charge of their activities. Am I correct? That is correct. Okay. But no, we can sometimes, the commission can sometimes work with the DEQ. There are issues where we kind of work hand in hand, and it would be great to work with them, especially small water companies. And I'll use Johnson Utilities as one of the uh, examples where they had some issues with the discoloration of their water, the bad tasting of their water. And DEQ who is responsible for actually going out to making sure that their uh, pumps are working adequately so that they're not getting the groundwater mm-hmm. and the bad taste in the water. Right. So, yes, yeah, sometimes the commission does work hand-in-hand with Okay, you. I see. Do you believe the utility rates in Arizona for electricity, water, etc., that the Corporation Commission actually sets, do you believe those rates are fair and reasonable at this time? I can tell you that when I was a commissioner, I tried to hold the line on rate increases. 
and I know the companies did not always like what I had to say, but I can tell you that since 2011, there has not really been commissioners who are strong consumer advocates. They have raised rates, and whether they are just and unjustly raised is the biggest question. I talk about being a fierce consumer advocate, and I don't hide from being a fierce consumer advocate because the commission was created to protect consumers from the monopolies. It was not created to protect the monopolies. So when I take the oath of office, I take my oath very seriously, and I protect consumers. And yes, in some cases, I believe that rates have been raised, and they have been raised more than they should have been raised. Do you believe it is an appropriate role of the Commission to require entities regulated by the Commission to disclose election-related spending? Absolutely. And I say that because in 2014, when I ran, there was $3.2 million put out there in opposition to my candidacy, and we didn't know where the money was coming from. We didn't know who was running the ads. And it just made it very difficult to know who was spending. And it wasn't until Bob Burns at the commission wrote a letter to the docket asking, APS, did you do this? Well, they didn't say yes, and then they didn't say no. And then they eventually said, well, we may have. And he says, well, I want you to open up your books. Well, they have refused to do that. And I think as long as the Corporation Commission regulate these entities, they should be able to open up their books at any time when a commissioner asks them to do so. APS is Arizona Public Service. That's the largest electric utility in the state up in the Phoenix area. Yes, and their mother company is Pinnacle West. And finally, why should people vote for you? I'm speaking with Sandra Kennedy, a candidate for the Arizona Corporation Commission. And why should people vote for you, Ms. Kennedy? I have a proven track record, and that's why the monopolies do not want me at the commission. I am a strong voice for the ratepayers. I'm a strong voice for the consumers of this state, and a definite strong voice of the voters. I have an open-door policy, and I welcome people to come and talk to me at any time. And I take complaints when people call me up or they send me an email, and I take them very seriously. I walk them around to the uh, Consumer Affairs Office within the Utilities Division, and I get right, you know, it becomes very personal for me because people elected me back in 2008 to represent them, to be the voice for them. And I want to continue to be that voice. And I am not afraid to be outspoken for the rights of the consumers. Thank you very much for being with us today. This has been Sandra Kennedy with the Arizona Corporation Commission, a candidate for the Corporation Commission. You're listening to Your Voting Guide by the League of Women Voters. We just listened to the interview with Sandra Kennedy. And next, we'll hear Justin Olson, candidate for the Corporation Commission. Hello, this is Vivian Hart with the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. I have with me today Justin Olson, one of the candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. 
Welcome, Mr. Olson. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So my first question to you is, why are you uniquely qualified to be one of the corporation commissioners for our state? Well, thank you so much for that question. Uh, you know, I do have a unique background that I think prepares me well for service on the Corporation Commission. I've got an MBA in finance from the W.P. Carey School of Business at ASU. I've got years of experience in the private sector working as a tax manager, analyzing complex financial statements. In addition to that, I served six years in the state legislature where I served as the appropriations chairman, where again I was analyzing the complex financial documents such as the, the state budget. And I've got years of uh, nearly a year of service on the Corporation Commission as well. Uh, so in October of last year, Governor Ducey appointed me to the commission to finish the term of Commissioner Doug Little, who took a position in the Trump administration. And so I've got that record that voters can look to of, of service. And I've served with the highest standards of ethics and integrity. I've advocated for policies to increase accountability and integrity at the commission. Most importantly, I've reduced utility rates. Rates are actually lower today than they were the day that I took office because of the efforts that I led at the commission. So I've got that background, that ability to analyze these complex financial documents that come before us in each of our rate cases and find ways to pass savings on to the ratepayer. It's been an honor to serve Arizonans for the last uh, 11, almost 12 months now, and I look forward to serving for another four-year term. What do you see as the one to two most critical issues that need to be addressed in this position? Oh, that's a great question. I think the number one most important issue is restoring the public confidence in the commission. You know, I came to the commission at a time of significant challenges, and I feel that I've been part of the solution. When I came to the commission, there was a former commissioner who had recently been indicted for allegedly accepting a bribe. That trial has since uh, gone through the process, and it was a hung jury. Uh, there was no conviction. Uh, but that that created a significant amount of damage in the public confidence in the commission. So I think that's priority number one, is to restore that public confidence. And as I mentioned, I, I feel that I've already begun that effort, and I've been leading that effort. And I, number one, and first and foremost, I've been serving with the highest standards of ethics and integrity, setting that example but number two, I've been advocating for policies to increase accountability and transparency at the commission. I offered a, an amendment to our commissioner's code of ethics that would prohibit commissioners or, and candidates for the commission from accepting campaign contributions from the entities that we regulate. I think that that's step number one. It's absolutely essential that the public can be confident that the utilities that we regulate do not have undue influence over the commissioner. So I offered that amendment. I voted for that amendment. I offered other amendments to prohibit commissioners from accepting anything of value from the entities that we regulate. But I think the number two priority, uh, and it's equally as important, is to increase the affordability of our utility rates. When I got to the commission, I heard loudly and clearly from folks who were frustrated with the fact that, that their utility rates are, are just too high, and it's a challenge for them to afford uh, the utilities that are they're a necessity. Here in the desert, we've got to keep our, our air conditioning on in the summertime. We've kind of make sure we've got clean and reliable water. So that's absolutely essential, and I've been leading that effort. Rates are actually lower today than the day that I took office because of the efforts that I've been pursuing at the commission to to reduce our utility rates. Rates are were reduced by $192 million because of the efforts that I led at the commission. Do you believe in global climate change? And if so, 
What should Arizona be doing to reduce our use of fossil fuels? You know, it's a great question. I, I certainly think that uh, global cl- climate change is an important issue, and I'm going to leave it to the scientific community to draw the conclusions on, on that issue. But as far as the, as the policies that the Corporation Commission should be pursuing, uh, you know, I think that, that our role is to fulfill our constitutional mandate. And that constitutional mandate is to, to ensure that our public service corporations are not charging rates that are greater than a rate that's just and reasonable. And that's the view that I take to the commission. I've got to make sure that, that, that we're providing the proper oversight to our utilities to ensure that they're not charging anything more than, than that just and reasonable rate. And I think there's a lot of work to be done in that arena. But then when it comes to, to fossil fuels, I think that there are things that the commission can do that are consistent with that constitutional requirement. For example, uh, when technology uh, provides alternative sources of energy that are more cost-effective than our conventional energy sources, then it's the proper role of the Commission to ensure that our utilities are using those energy generation methods. For example, uh, solar energy is actually more cost-effective in, ener- in generating electricity than our conventional methods while the sun is shining. So there's an appropriate role for the Commission to require that our utilities are using the appropriate, appropriate amount of renewable energy, uh, and in so doing, they will be charging a just and reasonable rate, as provided that we're using the proper balance so that we're not driving up our rates by, uh, by requiring more than the economically feasible amount, because there is a demand for energy when the sun's not shining. And that, that is the challenge. If, it, if, if the demand for energy were only demanded while the sun was shining, then we could go to 100% renewable. Uh, but as the technology increases and improves for storage, then we can increase the amount of our renewable energy by capturing that energy when the sun is shining and then storing it and using it when it's demanded while the sun is not shining. So some of the things that I've done on the commission, I voted for a moratorium on new construction of natural gas-fired power plants. I think that it's important that we ensure that the appropriate amount of renewable energy is being is, is being made part of our energy portfolio with our utilities. Do you support Proposition 127, Clean Energy for a Healthy Arizona? Why or why not? You know, I don't support Proposition 127 because I think that it has some fatal flaws. Uh, per, specifically, my, my biggest concern with the proposition, uh, it, it, there's actually two concerns. One is that it will dramatically increase rates, and number two is that it will do that while also increasing carbon emissions. The concern that I have is that by imposing a 50% renewable energy standard and not including our nuclear energy as part of that clean energy standard, we will actually uh, increase carbon emissions because what will happen is that we will significantly increase the solar energy that's generated while the sun is shining and that energy will replace the energy that currently is being produced by our Palo Verde nuclear power plant during the day. And so the Palo Verde nuclear power plant will no longer be economically feasible. Uh, It will have to be shut down prematurely at a significant cost to the ratepayers. But then when folks get home from, from work in the evening, 
and there's a demand for energy, but the sun's already gone down, then we won't have that Palo Verde nuclear power plant to supply that demand. And so that energy, while it's being replaced with solar energy during the day, it would be replaced with natural gas-fired power plants in the evening. And so this initiative really will be counterproductive because it will be shutting down a a significant source of carbon-free energy and then replacing a a portion of that with solar energy, but another portion with carbon-emitting energy, which is counterproductive because right now we're able to meet that energy demand with carbon-free energy that's produced our nuclear power plant. So for those reasons, I, I don't support Proposition 127. It's estimated that it will increase a, a, an average residential homeowner's bill by over $1,000 a year, and that's a burden I'm not comfortable placing on the backs of hardworking Arizonans, families, retirees living on a fixed income, school districts, businesses. Uh, we've got to make sure that we enact renewable energy policies that can in- increase the the uh, in the quality of our environment, uh, not increase carbon emissions, and that it can do that in a way that's economically viable. I'm speaking with Justin Olson, one of the candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. Mr. Olson, what is your opinion about homeowners who install solar panels incurring additional fees from utilities, such as fixed demand charges, or reduce net metering credits to facilitate grid maintenance? You know, I support reducing utility rates for, for all rate payers, including those that have solar panels on their roofs. You know, the, the commission and the utilities and the solar industry uh, went through a significant process of evaluating what is the appropriate policy with regard to rooftop solar this all occurred before I got to the commission. It was a hard-fought uh, battle between all of these competing interests. And all of these competing interests came together and agreed on a compromise called the value of solar docket. And like I said, it was a, a somewhat challenging issue to resolve, but to the great credit of all of the parties involved, they were able to come to this agreement that that all of the parties supported. And so coming to the commission after the value of solar docket was adopted, my policy has been that we've got to allow this compromise a chance to be successful. And so my view on on these questions that have to do with the policies of rooftop solar is that the policies of the commission need to be consistent with that value of solar compromise. And that's how I voted at the commission. For example, uh, just... Uh, last month, uh, we had a question before the commission about uh, grid access fees, uh, and this had to do with uh, a, a TEP phase two question for their value of solar docket. And some were arguing that the the rate needed to include a grid access fee. You know, and my position was that that was not consistent with the value of solar docket. So I voted against that, and I voted to enact the recommended order that our administrative law judge provided to the commission, because that recommended order was consistent with that value of solar compromise. What specific proposals do you have to make sure we have enough energy to support our growing population and economy 
while not destroying our environment? You know, that's a, an excellent question. And I think that the, the, the changes that we need to do at the Corporation Commission is that we need to, we need to revamp our process. We have what's called the, the IRP process. And this is a process where our utilities are charged with coming to the Commission, forecasting what their future demand is going to be over the coming three years, and forecasting how they're going to meet that demand. Uh, during the last R- IRP process, the Commission voted to reevaluate this process and come up with some, some new rules. It's the Commission's desire that, that this process be, uh, be more thorough. Right now, it's basically just a requirement that the utilities come and they report that they've done this analysis. We think that we ought to be looking to the future and evaluating as best as we can with the given evidence that's available at the present day, you know, what would be the most appropriate technologies to be investing in over the coming years? Uh, you know, is the cost of storage going to fall significantly? And, and if so, well, then we need to be prepared to, to leverage that technology to the benefit of the ratepayers and to the benefit of the environment, because that would decrease carbon emissions. It would decrease all emissions, as we would be able to increase the uh, the usage of our solar energy by bottling it up and storing some of it for use after the sun has gone down. So that's what I support doing. We've got to have a process that's more thorough, looks to all of the available technologies, and the commission's more involved in in providing that direction on where the utility is going to invest to ensure that the demand is met and that it's met in the way that is most affordable for the ratepayer and takes into concern all of the other considerations uh, that the generation of electricity will impact. This is Vivian Hart with the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. And I'm speaking with Justin Olson, one of the candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. My next question is, what is your opinion of our current environmental laws regulating air quality? You know, uh, that's a great question. Uh, The the laws regulating air quality are are really outside the scope of the Corporation Commission. Um, The Corporation Commission is is charged, like I said, with setting the utility rates for all of our public services. So, you know, I I do have some thoughts about our laws regulating air quality, uh, but I don't, like I said, view it as significantly relevant to my role at the Corporation Commission. You know, I'll just mention, you know, one of the challenges that I feel uh, with our laws regulating air quality is the, the fact that the particulate matter that is in our our air is going to be so dramatically impacted by the the dust storms that we have each year and so that creates a real challenge for our state to comply with the EPA's requirements on particulate matter and and so that's that's something that I think needs to be resolved like I said it's outside of the scope of the corporation commission but I think that uh, that it is certainly something that needs to be addressed. And at any chance that I get to try to be part of that solution, uh, I'm happy to, to do that. You had mentioned the utility rates before, 
But I want to ask, do you believe the utility rates in Arizona for electricity and water, other things, that the commission regulates, do you believe that they're fair and reasonable? Well, you know, I, I think that we certainly need to increase our efforts to ensure that our utilities are affordable. It's my number one priority to ensure that the rates that are passed on to to residential homeowners, to small businesses, school districts, and and all of our economy are, are, are rates that are as affordable as possible while still maintaining safe and reliable services. And I view that as my number one priority. I, every time a rate case comes before me, you know, I dig into the details of that rate case to ensure that these are the most affordable rates that could be adopted while still maintaining that safe and reliable public service. You know, and I've got the background that enables me to be able to do that. I've got that, an MBA in finance and years of experience analyzing financial documents, uh, financial statements, and that's what we're doing in a rate case. The utilities are bringing their financial statements to us, and our responsibility is to determine were these investments that were made into the infrastructure to provide these public services, were they necessary and proper? Were they investments that were needed in order to maintain safe and reliable services? And if they were something in excess of that, then then my responsibility is to, to throw that out of the rate case to ensure that the rate payers are not paying for that. And so that's what I've been working to do at the commission. When I got to the commission, I was very excited to be able to use my background in tax to pass some rate savings on to the rate payers. Uh, the uh, Congress passed monumental tax reform in D.C., and I recognized that this would be a significant decrease in the tax expense that our utilities would see. And so I required each of our utilities to come before the commission and reduce their rates to pass that tax savings on to the ratepayers. And as a result, ratepayers are paying $190 million less annually. And I'm going to continue these efforts of identifying ways that we can increase the affordability of our rates, because I think that that's the number one number one priority. It's our constitutional mandate to ensure that no utility is charging a rate that's not just and reasonable. You mentioned before about election-related spending for commissioners, and I wanted to ask you, do you believe it is the appropriate role of the commission to require entities regulated by the commission to disclose election-related spending? Absolutely. I definitely think that, that transparency is, is paramount. Uh, in addition to that, like I mentioned before, I, I think that it is our responsibility to adopt policies that prohibit the commissioners from and the candidates for commission from accepting campaign contributions from the entities that we regulate. And I've sponsored those amendments to our code of ethics and voted for those amendments, and I'll continue to pursue those policies at the Corporation Commission look forward to getting enough support on the commission to get that adopted. And finally, why should people vote for you? Well, thank you so much for that question. You know, I think folks should vote for me because I have a proven record. I've been serving on the commission, and I've been serving with the highest standards of ethics and integrity. I've been adopting and advocating for policies that will increase accountability and transparency at the commission. And most importantly, I've been reducing our rates. I've been advocating for more affordable public services. Rates are actually lower today than they were the day that I took office because of the efforts that I've been pursuing at the commission. And I feel that I've got a proven record, and it's a record that I think the voters of Arizona can be proud of. And 
If they are, I would be honored to have their support and sending me back to the commission for another four-year term. Mr. Olson, thank you very much for speaking with us today. I've been talking with Justin Olson, one of the candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. I appreciate your time today. You're listening to Your Voting Guide by the League of Women Voters. You just heard our interview of Justin Olson, who's running for the Corporation Commission. Finally, our last interview is with Kiana Maria Sears. Hello, this is Vivian Hart with the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. I have with me today Kiana Maria Sears, who's one of the candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. Welcome, Ms. Sears. The first question I have is, why are you uniquely qualified to be one of the corporation commissioners in Arizona? For six and a half years, I served as an executive consultant at the Corporation Commission. So for six and a half years, day in, day out, I worked with energy regulatory professionals, and I worked for the hardworking Arizonans advocating on your behalf as a state employee. So I've actually done the job and reported to our commissioners that have ignored what they should be doing, which is protecting the ratepayers. And now I decided it's my time to stand up and step up to protect us, the hardworking people of Arizona. What do you see as the one to two most critical issues that need to be addressed in this position? One of the most critical issues that needs to be addressed at the Arizona Corporation Commission is our water infrastructure. Our water infrastructure around Arizona is decaying, so we need to pay special attention and rebuild it. We also need to look at water in general and also the water in Arizona that's been stolen every day by the alfalfa that's being grown here in Arizona. It's taking 1.5 billion gallons of water, reducing the water table. It's time that we pay attention to water, but also a clean, healthy Arizona. We need to go forward with renewables because it's time that we harness the sun that's here that'll bring high-paying jobs, reduce the asthma rates, but also give us clean air and water so all of our natural resources is what we need to be focusing on here in Arizona, and renewables will do just that. Do you believe in global climate change? And if so, what should Arizona be doing to reduce our use of fossil fuels? One, I'm very happy to say that I do believe in climate change, and I'm very happy that we've already started to make those steps. 2019, the Navajo Generation Station will be closing, but we need to look at reducing fossil fuels and many other ways. That's why it's important that we go forward with solar and renewable. That's why I support Proposition 127, because all around our state, it's really important that we become cleaner and greener, because that is the future. Health and our future planet is actually depending on us to make these decisions now. I'm speaking with Kiana Maria Sears, my next question is, what is your opinion about homeowners who install solar panels incurring additional fees from utilities such as fixed demand charges or reduced net metering credits to facilitate grid maintenance? I started at a time at the Corporation Commission 
where we were incentivizing people who chose to go forward, which is the future, with renewable. So I believe that we should continue and actually do a re um, a U-turn back to a time where we're incentivizing for what our consumers are doing to help Arizona stay cleaner. So I believe wholeheartedly that when elected, I will be able to stand up against the attack on solar. We live in Arizona, the place that has the most sunshine of all states. So it's time to harness solar. And I'm very happy about people who decide to go forward with solar. And we need more Arizonans to do it. That's why we need to increase the renewable energy standard here in Arizona. What specific proposals do you have to make sure we have enough energy to support our growing population and economy while not destroying our environment? I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's going forward with renewable energy. That is the future. We have the sunshine. We have nature has given Arizona exactly what we need to go forward. We also have wind here in Arizona. So it's time that we use the technology that's around us, use the plans that our sustainability schools have offered for decades. We have states around us that's using Arizona sustainability plans to make their states energy efficient and actually helping to do good for the planet. And it's time for Arizona to move forward, get out of the past, and not continue to be left behind. What is your opinion of our current environmental laws regulating air quality? I believe that our current enforcement is not any enforcement at all. Arizona has moved from a place where people would come to have a good opportunity to breathe. Now, one in nine children have asthma, and if you're in areas where there's more children of color, it's about 40% children develop asthma and our vulnerable citizens, seniors as well. As far as our environmental laws, I believe that we need to have more enforcement and we need to have a backbone where we penalize hurt companies or actually at least charge a tariff for companies that are causing more carbon and their carbon footprint continues to erode the beauty of Arizona. A healthier Arizona is what I dream for, envision, and will always stand up for. This is Vivian Hart with the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. I'm speaking with Kiana Maria Sears. My next question is, do you believe the utility rates in Arizona for electricity, water, and the rest are fair and reasonable? I don't. And the last decade, we have gone in the wrong direction. When commissioners said rate increases, one of the criteria should be just that, fair and reasonable. Unfortunately, there's been a revolving door when it comes to rate increases because the interest of the utility payers, the people, hardworking people who get electric bills every single day are being ignored and there's been more self-dealing and attention toward serving the monopolies and special interests here in Arizona that's actually hurt us, the hard-working ratepayers of Arizona, and, and that's just why I'm running, to stay, 
take a stand for hardworking Arizonans. Do you believe it is an appropriate role of the commission to require entities regulated by the commission to disclose election-related spending? I believe it is the duty of all government agencies to join and be a part of this fight. Citizens United wasn't a free pass to now not have transparency. Transparency is something that we all should be calling for, and that is important. There's no role for secret money. Citizens United allowed for spending of money, but even in its inception, it did not cloak or give a space for secrecy. Every dollar that's spent in elections, that person should be identified or that company or those corporate um, people who are behind that money, it should it never should be cloaked in secrecy. And finally, why should people vote for you? You should vote for me because I'm a hardworking mother and an energy regulatory professional that one day decided enough is enough. Arizonans deserve better, and I've had the expertise. I've reported to commissioners. So it's time to clean the Corporation Commission up, and I'm a hardworking woman who will do just that. Thank you very much. I've been talking with Kiana Maria Sears today. She's one of the candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. Thank you very much, Ms. Sears. I appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much, and do look me up at Sears. Thank you for listening today. You have been hearing the interviews of the four candidates for the Arizona Corporation Commission. Rodney Glassman, Sandra Kennedy, Justin Olson, and Kiana Maria Sears. This is KXCI 91.3 FM. All episodes of this series are on kxci.org after they have broadcast. This show is recorded and produced by Amanda Schager. Please join us next week at the same time, and you will learn more about the election that's coming up on November 6th. And you can learn more about the League of Women Voters at our website, lwvgt.org. Thank you so much. Join us next week. Bye-bye.